Welcome to the EFC Podcast. Hi, I'm Karen Stiller from Faith Today Magazine. The Trouble with Do-It-Yourself Transformation. In this piece, Carolyn Ahrens writes about how we order our hearts. Can I just say that Carolyn Ahrens is one of my favorite columnists because she really brings us down to the practical and the spiritual at the same time and, and builds such a strong bridge between these two. In this piece, Carolyn has us ask ourselves how we are ordering our lives, what our priorities are, and even what's at the heart of our desire to grow in our faith and, and become better people. So I think you'll really like this piece. Here, have a listen. Taped to the side of the monitor in my office, next to pictures of my family and a few dozen post-it notes regarding matters of various levels of urgency, I have a sheet of paper bearing this passage from Augustine's On Christian Doctrine. Living a just and holy life requires one to be capable of an objective and impartial evaluation of things, to love things, that is to say, in the right order, so that you do not love what is not to be loved, or fail to love what is to be loved, or have a greater love for what should be loved less, or an equal love for things that should be loved less or more, or a lesser or greater love for things that should be loved equally. Sometimes I look at that quote and I feel encouraged. It does seem to me my loves are rightly ordered. I value meaningful work more than empty pursuits, family more than work, and supremely the creator more than all he's created. But then I look at my schedule or the debris accumulated at the end of the particularly frazzled day, and I suspect my life betrays a profound scrambling of those affections. I have way too many irons and way too many fires and absolutely nothing in the oven. I long for a rightly ordered life. Recently, I was expressing my dismay over all this to a friend. She listened empathetically and then asked, what would a rightly ordered life look like? I think what I'm aiming for, I confessed, is Martha Stewart and Brother Lawrence coexisting in a remarkably fit body. Huh, said my friend. Good luck with that. Then she asked me a tougher question. Do you think you're aiming for self-mastery more than you are for spiritual transformation? This was not playing fair. My friend knew she'd get through to me by bringing up transformation. She's well aware I'm convinced the death and resurrection of Jesus offer us hope not only for the afterlife, but also for the one precious earthly life we live now. She knows I believe we really can be progressively healed of our compulsions and distortions and changed into the people we were created to be. And she agrees with me that the Apostle Paul was not joking when he told us all the misshapen aspects of ourselves could gradually be conformed to the image of Jesus. Romans 8:29 Even as our entire lives are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory. 2 Corinthians 3:18 My friend and I also concur that God invites us to cooperate with him in his desire to transform us. Rather than sitting idly and waiting for change to come, we can seek out God's kingdom and draw close to his side, particularly through practices like scripture meditation, prayer, and worship. So you can understand why I was irritated with my friend for refusing to see my pining for a rightly ordered life as a proper posture towards spiritual formation. But because this friend is a soul friend, one who has even the courage to serve formally as my spiritual director, she pushed further. Are you aiming to become increasingly dependent on the grace and guidance of God so that his strength is made perfect in your weakness? She asked, brazenly quoting 2 Corinthians 12:9. Or are you trying to get such perfect control of your life that you won't need him anymore? Her questions wouldn't have been so aggravating if they weren't so on the money. 
It's astonishing how quickly a hunger and thirst for righteousness can distort into something like spiritual ambition. It's sobering how often spiritual disciplines can be downgraded from practices of friendship with the triune God into techniques for self-improvement. And it's painful to discover a longing for a rightly ordered life might just be a spiritualization of the prideful desire to have it all together. So what does a rightly ordered heart look like? I suspect it is, in its basic orientation, more poor in spirit than on top of its game. It seeks first the kingdom, even in the middle of a messy kitchen, and trusts the right things will follow in the right order. And it longs for and anticipates total transformation, but loves the healer even more than the healing. Carolina Renz is a recording artist, author, and director of education for Renovare. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To listen to more and to subscribe to Faith Today, Canada's Christian magazine, please visit www.theefc.ca forward slash faith today.